I was having fun with how much I truly viscerally hated the 40 year old version. It's so, it's like, it, it is bad on every level. It's bad to everyone to the point where nothing means anything. Um, yeah, I, God, God, I really hate that movie. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's so pretty bad. rough. It's everything I hate about Judd Apatow. Yep. I, th- I like was like, biggest. It's so bad. I really hate him. Okay. Are you recording right now? Oh, yes, I am recording. This is like, we don't it's have like, to do the episode. It's like, like, well, you know what we think. This is another movie where I like, every time I see Seth Rogen on screen, I'm just like, he's Canadian. We could deport him. Like, we, <laughs> I used to hey, have a big thing when where I was they like, go let's low, deport. When they go low, we go high. When they deport to Mexico, we deport Wait, to which Canada. Deport to Canada. <laughs> which one are we doing? Are we doing 40-year-old Let's do 40-year-old version? virgin because <laughs> our I, I actually know because this is a call back to when we last did a podcast yeah together. the reason that you hate this movie is that he's a magician he's a magician it's not do. the only there's reason. so many reasons to hate it i know but that but one of them is because i have contempt for magicians well abe i hope you won't be <laughs> like, like close cowed. Up magic in this movie i hope you won't be cowed by peer pressure because we need someone to stick up for it Today on Frame Rate, the podcast where we rate frames with our very special guest, Jamie Loftus. Hi. Thank you for coming, Jamie. Yeah. Abe and I are yes. going to dive into 40-Year-Old Virgin, yep. which two-thirds of the people at the table unabashedly hate. Uh, it's 2005. I think it's fine, but it's a super problematic film, Yeah, and that's why we all hate it, but I don't hate it as much as uh, Judd Apatow's later stuff, where... Because he still hadn't found out like a very reasonable way to make films. I don't like the way he makes films, but I think that you he, mean improv sandwich, just improv sandwich, <laughs> oh, lightly edited improv as a movie is bad for cinema. Trust me. But no it's one bad. had ever done it, and he's cashing in on it. And I'm a big fan of anyone who fucks with format. Let's try an exercise. Someone pitches the premise: a dude who's reached forty without getting laid that needs to rely bad. on his buds to get laid as soon as possible. That's true. Wouldn't you think that movie came out in like 1996? Like it's crazy. Literally that the incels guide to bad behavior. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's just it's so crazy how bad it is. Every woman in this movie. Yeah. Every single. Yeah. Has like an industry dictated body immediately wants to fuck Steve Carell, no matter what strategy he tries. <laughs> mm-hmm. And are all crazy. Like it's across the board. This is and we haven't even gotten to Jay yet. I think yeah, everyone is just bad in this movie, except for Steve Carell, I guess. He's just character. I think his character is mostly good. That was the thing. Is like when I was, I was like his. It's Andy is his character. Andy Andy. Spitzer. Andy, Yeah. yeah, like Andy is. Uh, seems to be nice person. There, I really the one one of the parts I did laugh at was when he said like. I respect women. I respect them so much. I leave them alone. <laughs> and then like he's, right. he's, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm here for that. Leave people alone. Go. And then yeah. Seth Rogen shows up and no one's ever going to tell him to stop improvising. And, uh, and it just, Oh, it gets so, it gets so bad. I and like Andy though. That was my second laugh. So you guys and have already eliminated of two of my laughs. I mean like how they just, how the group conceives of different tactics to sleep with women. Jane Lynch's character is like sexually harassing Andy. Like everyone's yeah. bad. Paul Rudd's filming his genitals and yeah. doesn't get fired. 
Yeah. But the Indian guy gets demoted so that Steve Carell can take his job. Right. <laughs> like all this. It's just like every detail. Every is single bad. level. Right. Yeah. 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 And the fact that I like Steve, I didn't know Steve Carell had co-written this movie. And so I like lost respect for him too. It's like, dude. This, I have what? to say this near uh. the top. I should have said it earlier, but like, there's going to be people who just don't agree because can't you just let it be fucking funny? It's fucking funny. I didn't try to not like this because of my politics. I didn't set out to this to be like an exemplar of anything. Mm -hmm. But within minutes, I'm like, holy shit. It feels so crazy dated that it feels like Judd Apatow, by whatever chance of the cosmos, is so representative of all the things that are rapidly aging, like toxic masculinity, that it becomes dated so fast. Like, this is only 13 years ago, but they seem like cavemen. Like, I don't know about you, maybe I was lucky, but even when it was just dudes sitting around, we didn't call people bitches and pussies constantly. Uh Like, it wasn't what we did. Find find (laughs) an improv game that's just, like calling each other gay in different ways. And just naming oh things gosh, that are so gay. so much no homo in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Which like, people thought was such a great part at the time. <laughs> and you're like, it's just going, you're gay Coldplay, you're gay Scented Candles. You're like, mm-hmm. It's literally just a list of stereotypes. It's, it's amazing. Wild. It's I, so wild. Did anyone notice? And I do agree. I think the movie tries to show that Andy is a good guy who way too easily follows terrible advice, but like, I guess he's good deep down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like he's led astray or whatever, but uh, yeah. His save the cat moment, which is if you're not familiar with the term, the moment where the filmmaker has him do something nice at the very top, so you know that's the protagonist in a standard comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaves his apartment building and he has a chat with an old black couple who live above him, and the chat is, Andy, how come you never drive a car? Better for the environment. How come you never drive a car? Can't afford it. Ha ha ha! And then he leaves. So his endearing moment is mocking an old black man's poverty. <laughs> like if you boil it down. That's true. That's true. I didn't even. He just that laughs didn't even at him him and rides away. That is super bizarre. Yeah. Super exciting. Ha ha ha! Good one. Why poverty. In, why include that? Also, uh, yeah. Also, all the redeeming times that are dealing with his romantic art or romantic arc are always just like, just be creepier, just be more in their face oh my about... Gosh. Some of the lines are yeah. wild, yeah. Yeah, what's, whole, what really struck you, Jamie? Oh, there, there's so there's so many. Um, <laughs> where's, there's a line, oh, uh, the like, you're not going to get any unless you're planting a lot of seeds. All women want to do is talk about themselves, so remember questions, be cool, and be kind of a dick. Like, literally going in on, like, the negging thing. I was like, yeah. God, it's so dated and then that's like it's always one of like Seth Rogen Paul Rudd like setting up like here's a horrible way you could treat a woman and then he does it and it always works that's every single time it always works because the women in this movie (laughs) and I know that like I because of the way I am like programmed to watch movies now and like paying extra careful attention to it but the every woman in this movie does not behave like person would no. it's so biz- like the elizabeth banks character made no Oof, sense is no nuts. sense a guy Poor is, elizabeth banks. a guy is coming up and staring you with crazy eyes leaning really close and basically just saying like fuck me now in the bookstore and she's like and she's like frothing oh, this is interesting so uh, <laughs> also uh not to mention the strangest one of the strangest parts of the movie to me was when 
he's like that woman terrifies me and mm-hmm. then Seth Rogen's like we should leave and then he stays oh my God. and mm-hmm. and she seems to be down oh my god like, yes. hey my name's Cal and like apparently they fucked so at the yeah at the end of the movie that's, what's the movie saying at this point first <laughs> so this is another thing about Andy that same scene I agree that Andy's relatively better, but Andy had one fight with a woman that we're supposed to believe he's very connected to in a sophisticated level because they've had Mm -hmm. 20 dates and he's falling for her. Their first fight, he goes out explicitly to get laid, goes all the way to the point of going home with a woman, letting her get naked, making out with her and watching her masturbate. That's way farther than I've ever like gone because I was pissed at a girlfriend. That's pretty fucked up and like mm. pretty yeah. far to go after a fight. Because yeah. I was like, they were like together by then. They were right? together. They were like she. He like he met knew her their kids. kids? And st- <laughs> yeah. yeah, he yeah. knew little Cat Dennings. And um, then as Abe says, from Elizabeth Banks's point of view, she masturbates. Her date leaves. A chubby guy with a giant beard she's never seen before comes Deport in. Deport him. And Deport she's like, him. oh, I'll fuck you Deport instead. Him. Deport him. He doesn't belong here. He, okay. I, that is the Ship logic of that him scene. Up. <laughs> he, the logic of that scene is insane because it's like, for so, the, the logic of that scene is once Elizabeth Banks starts masturbating, she can no longer see what's happening <laughs> around her. There's or so here. much action that takes place. Two feet from her, and she's just coming too hard to notice. Yeah, Four like, men speak at normal volume. My worst, in the next like room. ten feet away. Yeah. My worst nightmare. They were they were yelling. Yeah. <laughs> they were literally yelling. And oh God, just like what a nightmare to be like. Oh my God, I'm masturbating, and all of a sudden Seth Rogen is here. Like I just <laughs> need to cut my genitals off. Oh God. Yep. I saw so his dongle a Burning Man. No. There he goes. Terrible sentiment. It reminded me of oh, so bad. a movie, I think because of the improv aspect too. Borat was a movie that I saw at Comic Con one year when I hadn't heard of it and I didn't know even I know Dali G show or like Sasha Baron Cohen at that point. Mm-hmm. And someone was just like, Larry Charles and Sasha Baron Cohen are gonna be there and they're screening this movie that they haven't even released the trailers for yet. And I watched Whoa. Borat in a packed theater with people who didn't know what it was. Whoa. And it's just interesting how films can be experiential because it's one of the most times I've ever laughed out loud at the time in the theater. Yeah. And I have the sneaking suspicion that it's like 40-Year-Old Virgin, where if I watched it, I would be like, I shouldn't have laughed at this. I'm glad that I've grown as a person. It is good to watch (laughs) this movie and be like, okay, so society has progressed. Totally. In some way, because it's like, there's no way this movie could come out now. Right. At all. Like, and now I feel like that's why, like, Judd Apatow is like, I don't know. Like it's. I don't know if Judd Apatow's movies bother me more in this era. I mean, they're so bad. Like Knocked Up is a fucking trash fire. Like everything. Deport Judd Apatow as well. I don't care if he's American. (laughs) But the but the but now he's like got movies where he's trying to be like woke a little bit. Where he's like, no, actually, like he's a piece of shit, but he's a person. And I'm like, and I and I hate that as well. I haven't. I hate him. I hate his whole body. I've fallen off and not watched like his most recent ones. But I remember as a, I liked Superbad, which I know is not directly him, but is like obviously steeped in his yeah. universe. Superbad is one of the better ones, I think. I like with this formula of like everyone just improv. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I guess. yeah. Which I gotta say, if don't you, tell Seth Rogen cut. If you have an eye or ear for editing, it is actually upsetting. Like 
the number of times it's specifically Seth Rogen, his line ends in a square cut because <laughs> you can tell that he wouldn't shut the he fuck up stop. and the editor had to just fade his line out at some point. It's, there's like 20 where it's like, okay, the thing about the horse, I guess, was funny enough to make it in, but then they just cut you off because you wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, can we talk about the, the speed dating scene? That was the one I yeah. was trying to remember. It was like That was like the most offensive things per minute happening of, yeah. in a movie where That's that... Right. Titty appearance number three. God. He also has that old Porky's sentiment where you're like, it's a comedy, there's got to be some titties. Go- we got to <laughs> get the titties out. Yep. Uh, yeah, someone says retarded. There's a bunch of gay jokes. There's a... Uh, a gay woman named Gina. <laughs> That's so upsetting. Steve Carell mm. screams at someone, and then there's that whole thing with Paul Rudd and Mindy Kaling, and that I didn't really. This is the first movie Mindy Kaling was ever in. Yeah. Uh, but there's that that whole narrative with Paul Rudd, like where he was just, like he dated her for a few months and then was stalking her, and it's supposed to look pathetic, but also he keeps being like that's love and it's like dog that's not what are you talking about in fact (laughs) she's the only like she seems like out of this movie in a strange way because she's just saying exactly what a normal person would say right confronted with this nonsense like no you're creeping me out stop doing things it was cool that she had kind of like a significant like line or like a little speech of like no this is scary what the fuck are you talking about this is blah 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 yeah but, but then Mindy Kaling you mean yeah, yeah Mindy Kaling yeah but then the movie doesn't really comment on it that much no and it also like didn't she have a restraining order against him but they were at the <laughs> yes. same speed it's like doesn't he have to leave like it was That's just true he yeah. should have had to leave just any any time like a movie normalizes stalking behavior is like he's got a crush it's allowed you're like no and the movie Be really like doesn't there's never the shoe never falls for Paul Rudd and there's not right. a closure to his arc so like literally 80% of the way through the movie he mentions her and goes she was adorable, fucking bitch. And I'm like, yeah. if my friend said that, I'd be like, are you okay? Yeah. And not in a way where like. Even in a cartoonish universe, I'm like, not like, that's a wacky exaggeration of real life. I'm like, Paul no, character. that's dark to say. Paul Rudd's character is mentally ill. It's mentally it's ill. mentally yeah. ill in this movie. It's, ugh, yeah. Um, um, he's like, yeah. should be on suicide. Well. Mo Collins. Yeah. Like, I also felt like. He to check himself in. Everyone just tried so hard. Bless their hearts. Like, I want to say some positive things. Steve Carell is a great improviser because Steve Carell is a genius. Like Steve Carell is just an through, amazing performer. He went through the um, Foxcatcher gambit on this one too. Yeah, Foxcatcher. You know, the um, <laughs> did you know that the it, the wax scene was real? The yes. Wa- oh, really? Yeah. On his demand, they had to do it with multiple cameras because there's only one take of it. That's why you can tell That's that the I've three dudes so are just standing. I felt like in the wax scene, he was like at the last minute. Why don't you guys just say you're going to stay and then you can improv shit from off camera? Yeah. Like, it just feels like that. Why and just to the point where Jay leaves the scene? I'm like, probably because the day they should have been wrapped shooting right. hours before. Right. He's he like, I'm going his kids home. And he came back and they're like, go back in and keep improv one more joke. Rogan's still like cranking out <laughs> all amazing yeah. jokes and in don't, there. You don't need to. Definitely don't rewatch the film, everyone. But uh, <laughs> but uh, if what I picked up on is I read that that research before, like while I was watching the scene, and you can totally tell that the uh, the salon artist, like the waxer, she's like, 
unsure about all of this. Like yeah. she's laughing because she obviously she thinks some of it is funny, but she's like when she right after she rips it off and there's like the shots of her and she's it's like a wide shot. Mm-hmm. She's like looking away and like how am I getting away with this? Like this is Steve Carell. Yeah. And but I also I really cracked up at how much she is enjoying. I felt like she was enjoying herself. She was like, like she laughed. She was at his breaking. In, her yeah. laughing at Steve Carell's improvs are the funniest thing in that scene. I yeah. But even then, like all of his his whole like strategy going into that scene is like, okay, so she's gonna do the wax thing. That's funny, and then I'm just going to scream at her and insult her. Right, and not a new fun way every time. Say no. fuck you, you piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like I was and like, then oh, cool. immediately what apologizes, but and like, I'm sure so. before the scene. They it was very nice to her, it. and oh, she knew she was going to have expletives yelled at her. That's not the issue. It's just, it's just <laughs> felt weird. He's, yeah, he's yeah. like, no, yeah. this is the funniest possible choice to make. It's like, and I, no, I do want to say, writing. jumping back to the speed dating, because just so much so to unpack. Mo Collins, and I want to shout out Mo, the actresses. Another thing is, I just kept writing, A, almost every woman ends up in underwear, and B, yeah. Uh, they all have the exact same industry dictated torso. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's crazy that Elizabeth Banks is like 29 and Catherine Keener was 46 when she made this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. their bodies are identical because they have to be or they wouldn't have these roles, right. which is like bizarre on its surface as well. Yeah. Um, but in that, so on that same theme in the speed dating thing, Mo Collins does a great job playing a. Quote unquote, because I don't understand if they even understand what these terms mean. Lesbian character named Gina, Doesn't, oh, who tries hilarious. to ask if Steve Carell would be willing to have sex with his penis tucked back, and you're like, I don't even understand what's, like, what what is, you think is going on. Yeah. I'm like, what are you asking him to <laughs> right. do? Exactly. She wants to get back on the pole. Get I back think? on the pogo stick. Pogo stick. That's yeah. It. Uh, Just like real rudimentary knowledge of like gayness. But that's a thing, even as like. A guy who's done a lot of growing recently because thankfully, like, society and people I love have helped me. But when I was little enough that I didn't give a shit, I still was like, how come every Judd Apatow is the same five guys who can be any body type they want and always two yeah. new women who are models? <laughs> like, that was the first, like, red flag to me with his career. For sure. I mean, and the not to keep, I'm going to get <laughs> roasted by all these Rogan heads this out there. This is our most but controversial Rogan's the episode. worst <laughs> offender. Rogan's by far the worst offender of that, where it's just like, where, you know, it's like Seth Rogan and Catherine Heigl, Seth Rogan, and then you're just like, sorry, no way. No way. You have, oh, God. Like, that's a woman needs up, to be right? paid millions of dollars to hang out with you. Uh, yeah. Catherine Heigl. Yeah, that's the one where I was like, <sighs> the he's, wait. He's upset that he impregnated this amazing woman he would never otherwise get. He should be like, thank you, Lord. That would be an Will <laughs> Ferrell and Christina Applegate? Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? A, Are you, know, you like, kidding me? Mona Lisa and the Swamp Monster? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it's not even like there's anything like wrong with their body types. It's just like that there's no, like, they're, they're like you were saying, there's one female body type yeah. allowed, period. Uh, and then, you have to like yeah. kill yourself to, to get it. Yeah, I was wondering even, because that's why I checked on the various ages. I'm like, I wonder if Steve Carell is 40 when he's filming this, and I wonder mm-hmm. if Catherine Keener is, which they were, 43 and 46, respectively. Yeah, which I, yeah. Which I took note. That's like kind of rare for a it is female rare. like romantic lead to be older than the person she's dating mm-hmm. in the movie. I was like, that's one point. 
And that's at one point for the movie because she is like a shining star that just owns. Catherine so like, Keener's amazing. Catherine Keener's fucking yeah. amazing. And She's she, undeniable. And she also, I can say pr- pretty confidently, would not have gotten that part if she wasn't keeping it fucking tight. <laughs> yeah, which I agree. She I is. agree. Um, uh, so and then right after, uh, if we can virtue like get into adjacent issues, the thing that actually got me the most in the whole movie of like is this from a time capsule? (laughs) Is after the speed dating thing, Jay gets caught by his girlfriend Mm. and blames it on Andy. So Andy tries to back him up. First of all, bad friend move. Lying to your friend's girlfriend for the first time you meet. No good. But secondly, the bit is her going like, oh, so you called her an easy asshole? And he goes like, yes, I did. Over the top black voice, like that's the bit. Yeah, is do black voice to prove that I wrote those things, and when I like rewound, and I'm like, yeah, no, Judd Apatow and Steve Carell wrote this. Mm-hmm. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird that they wrote this, and like, and then once I was keyed into that, it just seemed like people of color, characters of color, were used to make racist jokes at one another. Yeah. Yes. Like Muj and Haziz, the two Middle Eastern people were like, hated Jay and Jay hated them. And I'm like, but you, Steve Carell and Judd Apatow sat down and wrote those lines. Right. And they right. are yeah. racist shit. Like yeah. they're yeah. saying racist shit to each other. Yeah. It's yeah, weird. There's, there's pretty bad ones. Cause they're like, when they're looking at the baby photo and stuff like that, there's also just like the, uh, I think it's Jade's like he's like his whole idea is that it, the baby's got a big dick right and again hilarious yeah and then and and oh. and people are talking about like it's already like a drive by or something is the line when he gets point. out of the womb will it already be on parole all, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah. no it's just I like so too far. bad I realized it's like there's this level of delight while you're watching it of like I can't believe how bad this is but then when you really unpack it, you're like, now I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and even like the choice to make Jay's character the one who is always cheating. And I thought was like, I mean, they're all bad. But like Jay does the worst right. stuff yes. out of everyone. And I'm like, that's a clear choice. You right. know, like, yeah. And gives the advice that every man <sighs> has a code inside him that says he has to tackle drunk bitches. Yeah. Which oh, is God. Like, Boy, He's like, you have to fuck tw- like 30 hood rats. Hood rat. yeah. And you're just like, are you, uh, Judd Apatow at his house wrote that down. Right, right. And in his mansion, he wrote that racist thing down and then made a ton of money. Or it's I wrote down that line too because that yeah. one I think is like such Whoa. a... It's like a sign... <laughs> it's like you were talking about resonance lines with Groundhog Day, like lines that are kind of perfectly written for like the topic of it. That's like a resonant line for like why this is like of such a problematic movie mm-hmm. is the gazelle quote about how you just tackle drunk bitches because you gotta... And it's normal. Like, Don't feel bad. That's how men are. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, as soon as I heard that, I was like, ooh. Yeah. That's what this movie is. It's just about, like, kind of raping women. What about. It absolutely. What is, about yeah. when Paul Rudd finally gets chewed out by the girl he's been stalking? Mm-hmm. He gets depressed enough that he decides to leave women alone. And then his friend hires someone at work only to be fucked by him. Yeah. Mm. Slaps him in the face and he does the bit where it's like, thanks for snapping me out of it. Now I'll go fuck that woman that you hired only for me to fuck her. And it hard cuts to them making out. Also, these dudes like can just be like, 
I'm really shy and I'm bad at flirting, but and we're fucking. <laughs> right. Like, and you're just like, in what fucking world yeah. does this? Uh, it also like it's it's just uh, it's normalizing both genders or like it has no idea of this plurality of genders, but it has two genders in this movie with I guess. Gina, technically, but even we well, talked about how that's mishandled. There's but a even trans on the guys, joke too. There's like that big trans joke too. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Where they literally, I think they they uh, they set him up with a prostitute. Even you the, got a Hummer from a tranny yeah, was the yeah, one. A Hummer from a tranny. Horrible. And they uh, they equate being transsexual to being gay immediately. And yes, yeah. the two times they equate being a virgin he goes oh I'm a virgin oh you're gay it's okay if you're gay yeah. and then later even when Paul Rudd's like I'm gonna take a break from sex for a while he goes oh so you're gay now like Jesus Christ yeah. is you're everyone like, gay if does, they do anything does J- but fuck and they, they fuck up gay people like, fuck more than all of us I don't understand they, they <laughs> also understand. fuck up like how men's friendships work too. Yeah. Like oh, they yeah. just like Paul Rudd coming in, it just has a big box of porn that he just drops at his friend's house and then screams about and then, and then yells <laughs> at him and like points out like, no, that never happens. That's not, there's no oh, person yeah. with a box of porn. What is this? Yeah. Maybe there's no analog fi- porn. Age 15, not goddamn 35. 35. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the Catherine Keener's character's reaction to finding a box of porn is also so weird. It makes no sense. She's like, what? You have porn? I know. I was like, you're an adult. He's, of course, yeah. look at him. He's got a creepy box of porn. Are you going to murder me? Right. Yeah. I, was like, like, I was like, that, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then I was no like, sense. And then she runs out of the house. I don't know. I, that was confusing. That was crazy to me that they did a callback that actually completely undermines what they're going for, like the emotional tone of the ending. Right. Because in the middle of this thing where in about four minutes, you want us to believe that A, he's a good guy who has learned several important lessons and she loves him for real and he loves her for real and they both know each other's genuine selves and this relationship is off on a good foot Mm. and it's like good and we're happy. Four minutes ago, they had so little trust between them that she fled his house because she thought he was going to murder her. And all he has to do is say he's a virgin. And then he goes like, no, I wasn't going to murder you, I'm a virgin. And she's like, oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, not anything about, like, you lied to me. I mean, they're both kind of bad. Like, she also lied about having children first. Like, there was a lot of yeah. real, like, lying happening on both sides. But, like, that when someone lies in a relationship, you don't immediately, you talk about it. It yes. isn't immediately, like, you are forgiven forever and you don't need to explain. Especially when you just made me fear for my life. Yeah. And, like, we had a high school. Right. But in this movie, apparently, depending on the lie and who the, who is doing the lying, it became it becomes the biggest issue or is absolutely fine. I do think it's, it's so notable confusing. that, depending on how you count it, after she tells the truth, which is, I didn't tell you I had kids and I have a third kid and I'm a grandma, sorry. Mm. He's like, he tries, depending on how you count it, two or three more lie tactics before he finally... Has to get hit by a car and then go, fine, I'm a virgin. But like he still tries to several other big lies. Like that's she tells the truth at like the midpoint and he waits all the way to the end, which I thought is weird Mm -hmm. because it's like this first moment is actually the first moment she has been on an honest date with him. Right. Is the final moment. So we don't know anything about their relationship at all. Right. (laughs) 
Here's it's so it's their relationship is weird. There were moments that it really worked for me, and then other moments where I was like, I don't understand why does she think he's going to kill her. There, I I let I kind of liked that fight they had where she was like, let's get rid of all your stuff and like what makes you who you are basically and because there is like such a weird conflation this movie makes with like you own a board game and therefore you are a virgin which is often true but uh some, oh, there some used people to be a giant games stack fuck. of board games right there, over there. <laughs> i mean but it's just so she's like trying to get him to like sell his personality and he like stands up for himself and is like no this and is I the thought thing that, 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 that was, was the cool. one time there's like a valid thing for him to be upset about yeah right so. right <laughs> and and she like and then the difference is because I feel like this is like more often like a gender swapped thing where like the man tells the woman like everything about you has to change so I can fuck you. Mm. Basically, <laughs> like she's all that Princess Diaries whole bit. Uh, but this one is cool because he like stands up for himself and, you know, like is able to keep his personality intact while also eventually fucking which is great <laughs> and then but then usually i feel like the reverse of that is n- normally the total opposite where like the female character will like take her glasses off get hot ditch the books and stay that way yeah <laughs> forever the guys so on i like that yeah i don't know i don't like romances where either one's on a pedestal but yeah. I'd rather have the guy on the pedestal than what was on the pedestal repeatedly in this film. The pussy <laughs> yeah. was on the, the pedestal. On the pedestal. Was, what a hilarious well, that's what's, line. That's what's weird to me about, I think, people who are not interested in or just have not uh, tackled the fact that there's a separate layer of the way our, re- our perceptive reality is forged. It's not simply that someone said something racist. That's bad. That is bad, and it's more aggressive and overt than what I'm about to talk about but normalization is such a strong thing and the fact that there's this movie where not multiple characters who never meet in the movie including one background character Cedric Yarbrough say oh yeah guys I'll put pussy on the pedestal you can't put pussy on the pedestal a 15 year old who went to see that movie who thinks it's funny would think that joke must be based on observations of the world that this person has made Mm -hmm. the world therefore becomes a little more like that in that kid's brain and so I just think normalization is just as important as like overt racism because this 80% of my problem with this movie is normalization like it accepts a world where oh yeah of course dudes just want to fuck oh they don't care who it is as long as it's a female oh if it's a dude you're gay that's and bad. it's just taken for granted <laughs> yeah all these things are at the baseline normal where we start right and you're like yeah. dudes just want to bro out and fuck <laughs> and you're like and i if wish you don't they're... you're gay and you're awful. <laughs> yeah. like literally there's like that moment where paul rudd is describing i mean he's also a stalker there's so many layers of <laughs> issues but he's basically describing like having like an intimate connection with someone and then they're like you're gay it's like what no (laughs) no they're like sex can only be and then and then seth rogan talks about his like literally about his sweaty ass and his dog looking and then yeah (sighs) and of course you can i think uh point people miss when they or if i don't want to give people an excuse to shut their brain off in this episode an easy way people shut their brain off is they go like well what about this movie where that happens Everything that matters, and that's what's so important to me about normalization, is the context. In The 40-Year-Old Virgin, nothing structurally shows that any of them are wrong. All the the gods of the universe constantly reward the behavior. Mm -hmm. And background characters who just represent, like, the universe at large reinforce all their behaviors and make them seem normalized. So I'm not saying there can't be anything in a movie 
But I have to see the movie and be like, was that handled? Yeah, I mean, we just did the uh, Groundhog Day uh, podcast, and it's like, it's slightly different to us just because it's not, it has these really problematic moments because he's like lusting after her, but he does inside its own movie. And that is true in 1993, that, you know, which is also a different time. But it's more (laughs) advanced than this movie is. That's what's crazy. Is these episodes will come out separated, but we covered them back to back. Mm. And this is 2005, Groundhog's Day 93. And in Groundhog's Day, there's like, one really creepy scene where he's way too pushy with Andy McDowell. Oh, yes. We've, yeah, we've you know covered okay. this on Bechtel cast, yeah. And yeah. then, like, of course, you can... There's things to extrapolate and talk about, but isn't it crazy how much worse this is in 2005? This is so... Yeah, this is, like, such a Bush-era comedy. Yeah. Like, it's so... <laughs> yeah, it it's just aggressively bad. It, I didn't... And it, and it it's... You know, this movie was a gigantic hit. Like, Huge. everybody saw this. His movie. whole career is so... still skating off this and knocked up, I would say. Right? Yeah, yeah, which I, are this two made of, like, the office the in a way. worst, <laughs> most troubling, like, poison a generation of young men kind of movies you could possibly see. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there were mm-hmm. so many shitty lines in this movie that I remembered, not because I'd ever seen the movie, but because I'd heard it when I was in middle school when this movie came Mm -hmm. out and I remember like hearing it just uh, you know the pussy on a pedestal thing I'd heard over and over and over I didn't even know that it came from this movie oh Um, yeah and mine was you know how I I know you're gay I heard that over and over you know how I know you're gay blank thing yeah great 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 Great. good one (laughs) good way to condition young people it made me wonder if this is like because I do I also agree it was weird how okay it's valid to explore the point of someone invasively trying to change you. And mm-hmm. there's a balance that I think everyone has to figure out for themselves between sure. compromising. You do want to change. You do want to improve. But it can't be just for the other person, blah, 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 blah. But it was under the guise of you got to grow up. If you don't grow up, you're a virgin. If you have hobbies, you're not grown up. If you have hobbies, you're a virgin. Right, yeah. And like all those things are weirdly, they don't connect to me. That's bizarre. And... To the point where I was like, they actually have a montage where he has a bunch of hobbies that you're supposed to be laughing at how pathetic they are. And they're all hobbies that I either do do or would love to do. Like he's his good house at- His is kind of re- like really cool. I really he's good at trumpet. House. I'm like, I'd love to play the trumpet. Well, right? are you fucking kidding me? And then I wonder, is there any chance this is just the story of an asexual person who is forced by society yeah. to have a relationship. They're like, That's fuck exactly no, right. dude. You will get your dick wet. I, yeah. yeah, You need to be like us and motivated <laughs> by the same stuff because being different is bad. Yeah. Asexuality is not even like acknowledged by this movie as a thing that yeah, right. could exist. They're like, no, everyone is has a flaming hot bonar all the time. Yeah, They're, and you're just, ugh, they like have to invent a reason for him to be like, yeah, let's not do it for 20 days. States, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Well, and they're like, like and why haven't you had sex before? A series of terrifying coincidences. Oh, yeah. It's not that he doesn't Where's want. It, it just... The women did it to him. The <laughs> women hurt his feelings. That's, oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, it's their fault. That's, that's true. It's, oh my God. It's the girl yeah. with the bloody nose's fault. That, yeah. yeah, if she wasn't such right. a bitch <laughs> then maybe he wouldn't be so scared of women who are so scary and mean to him. <laughs> you're just like, God. Uh, I hate I hate Jeff Stormy Daniels appears in this film. She's the porn star oh, yeah, on television. Right. Wait, really? The the same Stormy Daniels Whoa. is currently suing the sitting president of the United States. Cool. Uh, you want to hear something funny? Given the 
or I, th- I find it mildly amusing mm-hmm. given what how we feel about the film. Uh, the production stopped at the beginning because the studio saw that they were scared about Steve Carell look like a serial killer. <laughs> so, and I'm just like, so that you're not cool with. That's really There's funny because after The Office, it was hard to go back. Like after The Office, people were like, now you're going to be in Foxcatcher? That's weird. Mm. It's weird to think that executives at one point were like, no, you're too creepy to do comedy. That's his you're- bread and butter now. <laughs> yeah. right. Bizarre. I think it's just how he looked. Uh, like, As a dude, I want to. I try very hard so that I don't seem super hypocritical to give things credit if there's credit to give. Mm. So I will say the morning wood pee bit is refreshingly true and honest as just a bit about like the, how the male body works. Right. Right. Whereas like no one dared to talk about that before that I'd never seen it in a movie, uh-huh. but yes, every dude has woken up with a heart on and had to pee anyway by like awkwardly leaning over. Yeah, that's true. And it's, that's, doesn't offend it. me. It's just a thing about it's the, just that's a, a It has nothing to say <laughs> yeah, about it. It's just like, here's a little bit about human body. But then he immediately ruins it by bathing instead of showering, which is there, disgusting. <laughs> that is gross. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> there, uh, uh, he rides a bike, so he's gay. His apparent is like yep, implied. Yep. <laughs> he's a virgin. He's, yeah, therefore he must drive a bike. Uh, they, they actually did psycho like they got psychologists tests for mm-hmm. older virgins uh-huh. and like uh from like like a few studies and <laughs> brutally found, mocked them <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. and apparently uh it was great like who's who can trust apatow but it the version that they had created in their mind was true modeled off that no it was modeled off of it they made one and uh-huh. then there was a lot of consistency Okay. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I don't know, but what are what the does things, that mean? What are the things they take as causal that he owns? I don't think it's figures? causality at all. It's just like what uh, older virgins do and sure. how they act <laughs> okay. in these studies. Well, I would know, and I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> all the th- he plays Halo, he watches MST3K, he listens to Asia. I check, check, check. I do all those <laughs> things. <laughs> I don't work at a Radio Shack, thank God. What a miserable existence, work-wise, I think they both oh, have. Yeah. She has an eBay Shout store. To her her eBay's, radio. I like the eBay store. But you know, <laughs> in the near yeah. future, it will go under. Yeah. So, like, their financial future is going to be... I guess he gets a half million dollars I at actually, the end for no reason. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, he, so needs to be, he needs to be rewarded. He needs to be rich I, at the end. I actually really like, uh, for the same reason, the... The one, another one that I laughed at was the uh, the Jonah Hill bit is at the eBay store is really solid. Yep. The, like he's just like I. Why are you making this so hard for me? I want to give you money so I can take these shoes home. I knew and wear them. Jonah Hill was gonna rear his little head, his tiny head. <laughs> Jonah Hill has a tiny head. Also, okay. tiny head. His head is too small. It, it doesn't it's make a, sense. It's scary. I. Jonah Hill is not as bad you, as Seth Rogen, but have you seen the trailer for? He won't. Get, don't worry, he won't get far on foot. No. Is Jonah Hill's tiny? real skinny in that, so his head might be appropriate sized in your eyes. I don't know. No, no, it doesn't. Skinny Jonah Hill. It doesn't still have has to do with head. skinny or fat Jonah Hill. Okay. No, it just bones wise. His head's too it's small. Got tiny bones. It's got tiny I'll bones. have to look for that. Small head. And then I'll never be able to unsee it. It's happened multiple okay. times to me on the street as people think I'm Jonah Hill. That's true. 
That's just because you're so funny and casual. Yeah. I, uh, Your head's a normal size. I'm playing well, boggle rules because I said at the top, I laughed 10 times in this movie and mm. I knew I was going to be super hard on it. So I want to at least mention the times I laugh. But I'm eliminating them as we cover them. Laugh number six. Jonah Hill buying the shoes. Yeah, <laughs> that was pro- it. Was a good little bit. Specifically the line because the eBay store is a funny. I'm idea. just trying to get these shoes back to my home so I can wear them. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you making this so hard for me? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like such a good thing. So I like, guess I'll just give you some like, money. And I'm take not these angry shoes. at you. I just don't understand why this is happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the the Leslie Mann character. I uh, wanted. The drunk driver, for people who don't know her by name. Yeah, yeah. The, that also. Oh boy, that we we, we right. touched on it briefly. Bad but woman just drivers. The well, and the fact that she cannot really give consent in this situation, and right. then the next scene, and this was like one of the most egregious examples of like what an interesting way to set a toxic scene where like Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, and Jay. Who's who's the actor? Uh, his name is Romany. Malco. Okay. Uh, so they're outside of like Best Buy smashing glass and <laughs> glass talking tubes, about yeah. how Steve Carell should have right. date raped that woman. Yep. Like that. And, and it's so Oof, casual, yeah. so <gasps> chuckly. They're smashing glass and being like, you should have date raped her. Like it's, it's oh like, my oh God. Oh my fucking God. I, yeah, think, scene. I think you just made me realize w- one of my favorite like movie pitches I've ever thought of is we need to get out. That's mm-hmm. a bro comedy where those scenes are played like realistically, but that is, it's like right. four dudes in the alley joking about how you should have date raped that girl. It's like, now it's so tense and full of yeah, terror. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, and, and then just like every like female character makes a period joke or talks about vagina. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, because, yeah. because I mean like Judd Avatar clearly uh, doesn't know a lot about uh, writing female characters. He's never right. he's never uh, done it successfully. <laughs> well, there's different options. Never. He wrote it. Uh-huh. He didn't write it and had them improv it, which means he, they said 40 things and he chose the four things about their period in right. editing. Mm. It's like there's no way out. It's, it's always, yeah. as you know, as a director, Abe, he's always responsible for the end. Yeah. For Product, the, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the one who chose all these things. So it's They're like this things at the wall. Well, I was looking into this. his wife. Yeah. It's Steve Carell's wife, right? No, uh, no, Leslie Jenna Mann is wife. married to... Steve Carell's wife is also in this. Oh, is she? Her future wife. Yeah. She, they were married Aww. at the time. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only re- That's weird. The only reason I like the Leslie Mann weird. thing, because I, think, I agree with you, and you, mm. you're definitely right. I just <laughs> think that she... It's one, like If there is anything that works with that Judd Apatow style, which I don't want to defend because it actually ruins cinema, because it doesn't have any... It's just like, put the face, funny face on the... And, and just say it, talk. Just start talking, and then I'll edit it Look later. Look at it, Morty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she... Her character sucks, but she does like zero to 60... On so many things. Yeah, she's a yeah. funny yeah. actress. She's a funny actress. Yeah, that's I just really what she's saying. There's a ton yeah. of there's a ton of great actors in this movie being actively disserviced by the. Where it's like right, that's yeah. the best role they were allowed to get, so they yeah. tried their hardest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like that scene between uh, Jay and then Kevin Hart. That's that fucking me. awful. It's fucked up. It's so, so bad. Awful. And then the last beat of that is like... Do you mind like, explaining that just because people haven't seen it? I, I, want, I, don't, I don't know I if I like, can. <laughs> I don't know. Then may like, I, I just want to unpack it before go moving for on. It, yeah. Okay. Because that really bothered me a lot. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, is Kevin Hart comes in 
and asked for like a black guy to black guy discount, like, you know, because we're both fighting the good fight. And it deteriorates, it deteriorates into them almost having a fist fight and shouting the N-word at each other mm-hmm. so quickly that you're like, is this making a point about black on black violence? Like, it's, it's this weirdly stereotypical thing. Kevin Hart literally says, you're using big words and I don't understand them, so right. I'm going to yeah. take it as disrespect. And you're like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> right? At least yeah. it's like... It's the most hostile Jay ever is or anyone ever is with anyone. And it's like... And it's not earned. What are you trying to say? It's not earned. It's mm-hmm. like from zero to 60, they hate each other. Yeah. It's really bizarre. And they haven't done anything about like how's how it resolved is him crying. And oh, and hard cuts to pl- him sobbing. And that's yeah. like played for laughs too. Of like uh, it, men it, not supposed to be crying. Crying it's, equates to him being gay. Right, yeah. right. Haziz comes in and says, you know how I know you're gay? Because you're hugging. Because you're <laughs> hugging. You're hugging. <laughs> Why can't the boys hug every once in a while? What's wrong with it? I just, oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, that, that scene, was, that was another troubling scene. Oh, yeah. So, so, But you were before that, you were latching on something. Oh, well, was I? It seemed like the it. final beat. I'm a bad Oh, the final beat was, so was crying. Yeah. Uh, right. was, was the crying of, of like, they're like, oh, the, here are two black men being aggressive at each other with no motivation. It makes no sense. And also men can't cry. Yeah. End of scene. You're just like, oh, cool, great, cool. Great. Also, did anyone notice that if two years from now Paul Rudd comes in and shoots up the store, it wouldn't be surprising? They'd be like, well, yeah, he stalked a woman. He filmed his butt in the store. He went on drunken crying jags in front of the customers. And one time he told Jane Lynch, if you play that DVD again, I'm going to come in and shoot everyone in the store. Mm-hmm. Like, it's totally believable that he would later kill everyone at the yeah. smart dick. They should all be Hard seen this song. very sick in this movie. He's and so sick. I, used to, I still kind of think of him as one of the most naturally likable faces, like Tom yeah. Hanks kind of thing. It's hard to make him unlikable. And man, he sucks in this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, really they suck. really do it to him in and this he one. needs help <laughs> he needs help. needs help there's a version of this movie i mean there's so many different versions of this movie <laughs> yeah. that are way better and more interesting but like a movie just about the paul rudd character would be so scary it would be oh, yeah. terrifying and very sad so yeah. we should recut trailers out of this movie for get out uh the with Gender politics. Yeah, 40-year-old virgin get out, yeah. And then... Just recut trailers. And then just a murder story from Paul Just Rund's a stalker, group. you know, like a J-Lo vehicle, yeah. where she just has right. to get away from Paul Rudd. Yeah. They're, they're both horror <laughs> movies, though. And every shot of him is from 40-year-old virgin. Because yeah. it's already there. All you have to do is just put, like, scary sounds over it. I also noticed, because uh, you're talking about... This is just, like, weird filmmaking, but... It was weird to me how much the people in this universe didn't exist. So the two big examples are when they're carrying a TV out of the store for a woman to load it in her oh truck. Oh, my God. That scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they stop and stand still for a two-minute scene where he's encouraging him to fuck the bookstore chick. And then yeah. she goes, thank you. And she just <laughs> is silent the whole time. Meaning that she stood there while the people moving her shit TV. stood still. Like, they stood still for a long time, and she didn't say anything. That's weird, yeah. And then at the end, he is in the middle of the street. They make out. I was already thinking they've been making out for so long, someone would honk. Mm-hmm. Someone finally honks and goes, get out of the street. And, and then they, they go, go, okay. And then they kiss again. 
And the guy sits there nodding happily through his windshield. Like, now he's like, oh, I get it. It's love. (laughs) Right. The people in this universe are insane. It's so weird. All the way down to the extras. No one acts realistic. The the TV woman made that. That was one of the times that I I don't think anyone was supposed to laugh that I I did. Because I'm like, oh, she's still there. Seth Rogen is like whatever he's like i think all women should be killed right and she's just standing there and then she goes and i'm like maybe she's gonna have a line like maybe she'll have a laugh line to end the scene but she just goes thank you and it's like <laughs> gets what? in her car there he's been talking yeah. about like date rape <laughs> yeah, yeah. for so long in front of her car and she's like thank you so much <laughs> yeah. you broke my stuff and talked about date rape oh gosh did um, it ever make you laugh out loud jamie the 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 line when it intended to i mean <laughs> the the line where uh steve carell says is like i respect I, I respect women i love women i love them so much that i leave them alone <laughs> yeah, yeah that was the only time i laughed in the whole movie yeah. uh the the sex ed scene what was that there's like that weird b plot with oh, steve carell yeah. and kat denning yes uh, she, she wants to start birth control her mom's not okay with it. He she is. Wants he so takes her, her mom's new parenthood. boyfriend goes to play. Yeah. And that yeah. scene is like so dumb. Like that scene's not problematic because everyone else. Steve Carell says, but everyone else in the scene is terrible. My daughter <laughs> is dumb. How can I stop her menstrual cycle? I was like, okay, cool. Good, good, good. Glad yeah. that this is the. Uh, That's Cedric Yarbrough. And I think David Koechner's there because he caught his son boning and he wants him to be better at it or something, something like that. Something like right. that. A lot That's, of horny boy yeah. jokes in there. Uh, I like the Kat Denning character. It like she is kind of all over the place, but like that was one of the characters I liked more. Uh, even though her only function is to be like, "Hey, you should fuck Steve Carell." <laughs> like, oh, I guess that that is he the told ultimate. Me the truth about one thing. I right. did like the last line of that scene where he's like, "You have a you have a tiny penis," just because Seth, you, yeah, because he hates his son so Shut much. Up, Seth, you have a tiny penis, and yeah. Seth is just the worst. Yeah, uh, I thought it was weird in retrospect that he's dating a woman. He takes her kid to Planned Parenthood. Yeah, a woman really who weird. is really confused, and you can tell that the fact that he's not being honest with her is something she picks up on, and it's causing havoc in their relationship Mm -hmm. and he knows this and he's trying to work up the courage to tell her he's a virgin he immediately tells a room full of strangers including the daughter and then admittedly he does try to take it back and go like i was just kidding in there and she goes no you aren't and he goes you're right don't tell your mom so the foundation of your relationship is this triangulation thing. Like, yeah. I'm your mom's new boyfriend, and we have a secret that you don't tell your mom. That's just, Very like, a thing chill. you're not supposed to do Very at all chill. in that situation. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I also, I, I kind of hate Kat Denning's <laughs> line about, like, how she's like, how did you know? Well, because I go to school with, like, 400 boys, and they're all virgins, so I can... Tell. tell who's done it yeah like, that didn't make a ton of sense that's that's like she virgin radar she <laughs> just knows that's super weird uh cat she all she also has that blow up where she's in the bathroom where she's just like bitches be crazy kind of yeah, like totally. that's a pretty rough one oh it's all and it's how all this woman has three kids and she's raised one and she's a grandma and she can't deal with a teenage girl? Like, that's so weird to me that... 
Oh, you mean because she, she has an older child already? You're like, yeah, yeah, she should be a lot better equipped. Maybe she's a mediocre mom and was to the first one. Maybe yeah. that's true. <laughs> I, I don't guess. know. <laughs> she seems like she's doing all right. She seems like she's... But also she owns the eBay store. Set so up to be an angel character. You know, right, like she's yeah, good and yeah. pure. Um, yeah, Jane Lynch should get a mention because she's always funny and she takes whatever roles she can get and does her best in them. And I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's the best. She's obviously disserviced by this movie in a gigantic <laughs> her, way. Her Guatemalan song, uh, isn't it just like nonsense Words. That was one of my laughs. Is she sings a Spanish love song, saying that her boyfriend sang it to her all the time, and it translates to something like "Please leave me alone after sex so I can watch a game of football." <laughs> and I was like, I "Think I might have." That's also a misogyny joke, but it's funny just because the way she's singing it, and it ends with "El partido de football." <laughs> uh, when I clean my room, I can't find anything. Where are you going? such a hurry to the soccer game oh okay that's it and she <laughs> said that the reason she she had lived that is that she uh, had lived it that's even better she uh it was just a practice dialogue she remembered from a high school spanish class like so she just took <laughs> things from a high school spanish class and, and added melody you know, that's great like, don't estalo biblioteca kind of stuff like that because mm-hmm. we all learned that phrase i want to see I want to go through some of my laughs and see if they got anyone, but it's Jamie's already out of the boggle game. Um, I'm out. <laughs> uh, Steve Carell's improv about the egg salad sandwich, literally just the way he did it. Particularly when he, I missed that. when he wipes the dust off the counter in between two lines. He goes like, I was just really craving an egg salad sandwich and, uh, uh, and I made a big batch and, and, and it was okay. Yeah. And I didn't have any bread. <laughs> I got it. <him. laughs> Yeah, it's almost like it's funnier when it's not doing horrible things. <laughs> right, and right. It's just making jokes about egg salad or, you know. Fifth laugh, my bar had become so low from watching this. Oh, yeah, everyone's IQ. Uh, we, we all lost IQ points watching this. That right. I laughed super hard at the joke from Everybody Loves Raymond that they watch on TV <laughs> and I hate Everybody Loves Raymond. I think it's not funny. That's mm-hmm. so good. And they're watching Everybody Loves Raymond and they go, Peter Boyle goes, don't talk to your mother that way. You talk to her that way. She's not my mother. And I went, ha, ha, oh God, this movie's so bad. I laughed at <laughs> yeah. that. It was just like a laugh of relief yeah. that yeah. you didn't have to watch the like movie for a something second. Something else is happening. It's just yeah. a vaudeville joke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, I got Ninth laugh was you and the other Aquaman are going to an aqua farm where there's lots of land so you can run around in the aqua fields. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. And then the other thing, only other thing I wrote was this movie is so long. Yeah, it's so, it really was. Doesn't it feel like time is dilating? It feels so long. Yeah, it's, it's so, I mean, every Judd Apatow movie is 45 minutes too long because just tell Seth Rogen to stop talking. Just <laughs> right. t- just mail him to Canada. I don't under Okay. So there the way this movie ends is so 2005 too where it's like ooh random random alert. We got some random humor where it just oh god that long age of Aquarius that felt like a punishment. I'm like this movie yeah, is, so... is 2 hours long. 2 hours. And they did a whole number. They did a whole number the and whole I, thing. I felt like I remember Someone telling me that joke when it came out and about how brilliant and meta it was, maybe because it hadn't, I hadn't seen a a mainstream movie to to do that. But this time I noticed, again, and this is nitpicky, but 
we nitpick visuals all the time on here, and we derive meaning from visuals. So just because this has a political cast, I don't think it's any less valid. It's weird to me, whoever chose it, director, editor, whatever, that the movie ends with the love of his life, and he finally make love twice uh, to do the classic, the first time goes quickly joke. Mm. And then she is like, what's her last? I want to make sure I get it right. She says like, so how was that for you? Which if you're taking it as the last line, it's resonant. It's like, how's this whole journey, right? This is our final moment together. Mm. Instead of answering his true love, who was the whole point of getting the movie was to forge a connection with her. He rolls away from her, makes eye contact with the camera as if to say, I care more about you, the audience. And then he dances off camera while she hides her face in her hair. You never see her face again. Uh, and he goes and dances with his four buddies. Oh, you! she's then, in the Aquarius. later in the dance, in a distant shot, she runs in and he catches her and she leaves. You, she jumps. You never see a medium or close shot of her face again. You do. You but. see another shot? Nah, I, re- I went through really slowly. When she jumps in the air? And yeah. And they're like jumping at it. It's a wide shot and they jump. I mean, I'm saying you never like see her it's face. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because then the final shot is him in bed and presumably they're both happy, but she's covering her face with her hair and a pillow so you right. can't see her face. Right. And I'm just like, if you're the editor and the story of this is the story of the love between these two human beings, you don't want to see a close-up of her face at the end, like right. near the end? You should. Right. And I just thought, yeah, you're right. She's in the dance. But first he dances with all four of his bros and I just couldn't stop thinking that this is literally a visualization of bros before hoes. Like, I got what I wanted. I had sex with you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to beautifully dance with my man friends. Mm-hmm. Then you can come right. back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, d- I don't even have, like, a political reason for not liking that scene. I just thought it was fucking dumb. Like, I was just <laughs> like, man, I, I've, I've been watching this movie for six hours. Just make it, get this it done. This movie six hours long. Get it down. Oh, I God. think it sits well with me as a joke in principle. With me, it was the execution. I don't know. Because, like, this is the end. The random ending worked for me. And I can think of a few movies with a random. I just saw uh, Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. And the ending is random. By, mm-hmm. like, you would have to call it random. But it totally works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Depends on the okay. case. I do think you're right that it hurts when you're like, it's already been so long. Why a musical number? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. The movie was already so long, and then they're like, nope, you have to watch a whole yeah. musical number. Isn't this the shortest movie? I don't know. Okay. Is it? He sh- they sh- it's they his shot first, so I feel like he'd be more restrained. They shot over a million oh, no feet of way. film, though, so it's the, uh, got like a pretty crazy ratio. The director's relative. cut is 16 minutes longer. What? It's a lot. <laughs> what is it? What, is, what happens? Oh, seriously? Like, a that's bunch different. of it is just the, uh, you know how I know your gay scene is much longer. Oh, cool. It's like all, it's just the, all the scenes that were improv reels improv. are longer. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, though, is that they just improv a lot. That's why you get a million feet of film. And he's just he's just not a good editor. And yeah, uh, he doesn't know what to they don't know what to cut. But that's not the biggest problem in this movie. <laughs> the biggest problem is the worldview yeah. that created it. Well, Jamie, it's been such a pleasure to have you <laughs> it's a special privilege i do want to ask yeah. does this pass the bechdel test uh, <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> no, it no. doesn't. I don't think it does not. Any women ever? No, definitely uh, not. Cat Dunning, and I mean, unless I'm wrong, I'm, I wasn't watching it like super carefully for for the Bechdel test, but I know that Catherine Keener and Cat Dunning do talk, but it's usually about Steve Carell. And I believe the only scene they're alone in, he enters in the middle. They yeah. never have a full scene without him. They also, have, their arcs are all about sex. Yeah, they do have like one scene. I think that when like it's when Catherine Keener and Steve Carell are fighting uh-huh. because him a virgin and don't want to tell. <laughs> and then Kat Danning comes in and she's just like, give him a chance. Work it out. Blah, blah, blah. And then that's the That whole still thing. doesn't pass though because yeah, no, it revolves around him. Yeah. So women right. talk to each other. Oh, and there's that great, one of my least favorite slash favorite scenes in the movie, a baffling cutaway to uh, Elizabeth Banks and someone two feet away from Steve Carell talking about how hot he is. And you're just like, this isn't something that happens. Like where, like, because he's being a dick, right? He's yeah. finally like yelling and looking angry and violent. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's hot. And she's like, uh, yeah, literally Steve Carell is two feet away in a different room. Uh, and they're making this horrendous joke at the expense of the trans community. And then Elizabeth Banks is two feet away. Like he's so hot. I was like, <laughs> what is this to Andy's credit? He does gender uh, the the trans person correctly. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but uh, everything. This movie is the worst movie of all. Time. <laughs> You're like that saved it all. So, so it breaks I love even. This movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so forty year old version birth of a nation. Dude, this is by far the I think the heaviest we've come down pro or con on any Ooh, really? movie. Uh, if you love Judd Apatow or a man's rights activist, we knew, yeah. we, we knew it was going to be this. We had to put ones that were like. We put some on the list where it was just like, we need bad ones. I didn't know how my, how offensive I was going to find it, but we put an Apatow no, on knowing we neither of us really like him, we but we wanted, wanted to talk about, about it. Apatow. <laughs> what we said at the top. Yeah. Like the, he creates... He created a very toxic way of making films. Yeah, I was. I I also knew that he's just a problematic person. I forgot how bad it was. <laughs> Red flags. It is yeah. crazy how cartoony it is. Yeah, I mean, I think he's kind like in no small part responsible for like perpetuating especially toxic masculinity. Like like you were saying, like even more so than movies in the nineties, yeah. which you wouldn't think is like oh it got worse yeah and then (laughs) like but but it did and it seems like something that he's trying to like attempt to address in his work now to maybe undo but it's like he i mean this movie is like like, the perfect example of like clear which way history is going yeah (laughs) yeah the the world is not a better place for this movie existing in it I fully agree. That's Let's my review. Wrap it up there. Where can people find you online, Jamie? Uh, you can find me uh, at Jamie Loftus Help. You can also listen to uh, my movie podcast called The Bechtel Cast, where we do this every single week. We all- <laughs> have you covered Forty Year Old Virgin? We haven't. We've done super. But you have bad. covered Groundhog Day. So we have done. Yes, we did Groundhog Day. We've done. We've done some Apatows, uh, and I always get real fired up and yell a lot about Seth Rogen. Nice. Yeah. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. This has been a Small Beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The Beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the Small Beans grow into huge, giant monster beans. 
If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!